Hey, it's Goblin's Henchman here. Just thought I'd try to talk today about something that I came up with a little while ago. It's basically using the Battleships game to make a dungeon, to make a two-dimensional point crawl. So where did this idea come from? Well, this idea originally came from a post I saw on MiWi from Ray Otis. He was basically trying to plot out all the outcomes from one of those Choose Your Own Adventure books which for your UK listener is a bit like role, uh, uh, fa fighting fancy books, but they, I don't think they use dice. Anyway, so Ray had sort of plotted these things out using Excel, and then it really reminded me of something I tried to do when I, back when I was about 15, which was to draw out the full possibilities from the fighting fantasy book, um, Caverns of the Snow Queen. But when I saw Ray doing this, I realised that you could make a two-dimensional grid in Excel, 400 rows by 400 columns. The reason it's 400 is because there's 400 events in a fighting fantasy book, 400 different outcomes. You start on one and normally you finish at 400 is the winning, winning, winning condition. Anyway, so if you lay it out in a grid like that, you can put an X in the position where two rooms intersect. So for example, if room 13 goes to room 300, then in column 13 and row, th row 300, you can put an X because that's where they intersect and also the, the mirror image of that too. And that way, by doing this, you can plot out the whole um, interconnectivity, which would probably make trying to draw it out far simpler. And somewhere on my, um, I think, I, did I post on MeWe? I don't think I put on my blog. There's a, uh, an image where I actually did plot out the whole of the caverns of the Snow Snow Queen when I was about 15, and it's quite a complicated diagram. So thought this would be a nice, simple way of doing it. And then that led to the further thought of, actually, instead of plotting out a fighting fantasy book, could you use this same methodology to make a dungeon? And that made me think immediately, or fairly immediately, of the Battleships game, because the Battleships game has two two grids on it, 10 by 10. And so in theory, both those 10 by 10 grids could represent 10 rooms. Um, so 10, <clears throat> 10 rooms on one level and 10 rooms on the other level. So if you imagine you put the grids side by side, you know, a left-hand grid and a right-hand grid, um, you could, in theory, do the same thing, where instead of putting Xs next to interconnected rooms, you could put pegs. Now, the issue, one of the things to bear in mind, of course, is that... Um, Obviously, room one doesn't connect to room one, and room two doesn't really connect to room two. So you can sort of put a red peg in each one of those squares to symbolise that it's actually uh, a disallowed direction, because it doesn't really make sense to have it going back on itself. So on my blog, and also on Drive Through RPG, I think I've got basic. The blog sort of talks about this, but Drive Through RPG has a PDF that you download that you can see how this system works. So. I'm going to try and describe how this two-dimensional point crawl works um, and see how well I do, I suppose. So I think the first thing I suggested is that you put all the battleships on the map. So imagine you've got your left, left grid and your right grid, and you put your battleships on, just like you were playing normal battleships. And they're principally there uh, to act as a wildcard element. So the idea is that they block off various, uh, various things that you might you know, intuitively do um, you might have a kind of set pattern of like putting down pegs. So if you put your battleships on that, that disallows some interconnectivity. Um, and then the next thing you do is you put red pegs along the diagonals just to symbolise that those are not allowed. And then the next idea is you put a bunch of white pegs anywhere in the grid 
um, to internet connect rooms. And you just have to make sure there's at least one white peg in each column in each row, just to ensure that all the rooms are connected. And I'll come back to that because there is one caveat to say about that. And um, so that way, so for example, if you put a peg in, say, you know, uh, column three, row, row seven, that means room three and room seven are linked. And sometimes you can have more than one peg in each column, so that, that connects to more than one room. And so that way, you've basically got this interconnectivity within the 10 rooms on one grid, and obviously interconnectivity of the, the rooms on the second grid. Now, I think I said the start position is in uh, room one, which is, you know, column one, row, row one. That's the start position. And then the boss encounter, or the terminal event, or the goal, is in you know, room one, uh, column one, if you like, room one of the second grid. So how do you go from one grid to the other grid? Well, I think my suggestion was you take out a red peg from a diagonal and a red peg from another diagonal, and that represents connectivity from one level to another. So if you remove the third, the third uh, row three, column three, red peg, and uh, row eight, column eight, red peg from each uh, from one from each of the grids that would be mean that room three connects to room three of level one connects to room eight of level two stairwell tunnel something so that's your your point of connectivity and I suppose if you want to put two in you can no, no big deal although I think you'd have to decide which connects to which and of course if this is your end yeah so so there you have it you have a, a two level dungeon with ten rooms in each of course you don't have to use ten rooms you could you could limit it to six by six um, the only thing I was I, that came up through uh, discussion with Rayotis is sometimes you can have two rooms that just point at each other. They've got one exit and that exit leads to each other. So that's a little bubble not connected. So you just have to look out for that eventuality to make sure that, you know, there's no no rooms that are just sort of joined themselves. So, I mean, that's fairly easy to do, but there you go. So um, if you're interested, uh, yeah. And so the ways I thought you could use this, there was a, the, the first way was I thought it would be quite good for solo gaming because the, the, the map is highly conceptualized in the sense that you have interconnectivity of points. So it's a bit like a point crawl. So everything else between is not really that important. These are the key events. So you could use this in say a solo adventurer. So in a solo adventure, this has the advantage that actually you don't, you can't really picture the map just by looking at it. So you can sort of explore it in a kind of a, um, non-intuitive way. You just know when you enter one room, it has how many exits and so on. And you can, you know, you could do random encounters and maybe rooms descriptions. So that's one way you could use this um, in solo adventuring. Uh, you just need to keep a record of the room so you don't repeat, unless it's something like the hive where you want it to be, you know, changing each time. And the other thing is, and I might be talking out of my hat here, is it did occur to me this might be useful for, say, the visually impaired because um, it's a bit like Braille. You can just feel down row three and you'll be able to know where it connects. It connects to room seven and room eight. So this, this sort of map doesn't rely on actual looking at a map. You could actually deduce it, uh, you know, tactilely, if that's a word. So that's probably the other way you might be able to go. So if any of that interests you, it's, uh, it's a pay what you want slash free download from drive through. Um, if you don't understand what the hell I'm talking about, well, you can also download the PDF and uh, see if you can figure out if that makes more sense, because obviously it's a bit challenging on an audio format. Um, and of course, if it's no interest to you whatsoever, then uh, of course, you know, well, that's fine too. Anyway, so thank you very much for listening and your time. Um, 
Oh yes, and the one thing I did want to add is that the advantage of this system as well is you can generate a map in literally a two, a twenty room, two level dungeon in about five minutes flat. Because of course there's no actual drawing; it's just a two dimensional point crawl. Um, so that that's uh, one neat facet about it. And uh, oh yes, if anyone is, I, I recently completed my Kickstarter. I don't want to bore people to death with this, but uh, if anyone is interested in hearing a little bit about my experiences about that, that was my first Kickstarter. You know, things I expect, you know, things that happened that I didn't expect or, you know, that kind of thing um, or what I learned from it. Then uh, maybe I'll do a quick, quick uh, episode on that. Of course, if it's no interest, then, uh, well, uh, well, <laughs> I might do it anyway. <laughs> Get off my chest. But OK, thanks very much for listening. Cheerio. Bye.